0: Thank you, Marcia. and uh, Good morning, everyone. Hope everybody is well. Welcome to um, our service uh, this morning. It's great to have you join us uh, once again, just looking on the, the list of guests here. Um, welcome to Balbindo again. Thank you again for joining us. Um, Paula, great to see you. Um, my family, Eni, Shirley and Mum, welcome again. Um, and Jadiel, Jadiel, Daphne, and the, and the children. Great to see you guys joining us. So welcome, and welcome to everybody else. Our usual uh, attendees. Great to have you joining us once again. This so one. Hope you're all well. Uh, we thank God for getting us through another week. None about you, but um, I was saying I had a meeting with some of the um, um, our guys from church um, in the week. That this this year, if you can say this year is going so quickly already, we're already like in the third uh, week of January and it's like it was you know New Year's or 2020 was like just around just yesterday. So um, as we know time doesn't wait for anybody so let's make the most of our time. Also just a thank you to um, Aussie this morning for leading prayer, it's a great time um, this morning. Uh, Mel on worship, thank you the great time of worship this morning. Um, Marcia as ever with coordination, thank you again. Um, for leading um, thus far been great, and uh, Ollie with communion, which is a really good reflective time. Amen, okay, so this morning, um I want to uh, conclude a word that I shared um, a couple of weeks back on uh, entitled "Living a Kingdom Lifestyle without compromise um, so the um, benefit of those who uh, went around a couple of weeks ago, I'll just recap what I shared and then I'll continue and conclude and hopefully spend some time praying towards the end. But Let's just pray and ask the Lord just to help us this morning. Father we thank you right now for the privilege we have of oh God we're just bringing your presence. I pray Lord in our respective homes or wherever we are that your Holy Spirit will just be with us, draw us closer to you that you will speak to us in our hearts and the oh Lord you will help us to really embrace living a kingdom lifestyle and understand what it means to live a kingdom lifestyle as led by your spirit. So Father, use me as I share your word to speak into the hearts of your people. We give you thanks and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So the title is Living a Kingdom Lifestyle Without Compromise. Now, I said before when I started on this topic, the kingdom of God is one of the things that Jesus preached on, on many occasions, um, but it's still one of those things that is when people hear the Kingdom of God they don't always know what it means, they don't, they don't always know what, what what it represents or so. So um, Pastor Nicholas has been shown on it, I've been sharing it but in two different um, different kind of headings or so. Um, but the definition I use um, for the Kingdom of God is simply this, is that Kingdom of God is just showing God's rule uh, on earth. It's showing that God comes first. So whenever you are uh, living or showing the kingdom of god it means that you're 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 putting god first in all that you do you're showing that god rules um in your life um and also the kingdom of god also um it, it demonstrates um the blessings and advantages that flow when you live under god's rule in other words so when you demonstrate living the things of god you demonstrate putting god first in your life there are blessings and there are, there are advantages that come from it because God will bless you because you're doing exactly what God wants you to do. We use the scripture in, in Luke 13, 18 to 19, um, where it says, Jesus said, um, what is the kingdom of God like? And Jesus himself said this, he said, what shall I compare it to? It is like a mustard seed, which a man took and planted in his garden. And it grew and became a tree and the birds perched on its branches. So in other words, the kingdom of God, as I said, is god's rule is putting god's first And the bible jesus himself compared it to a mustard seed which is like a it's like a speck of uh salt or a speck of uh, of uh um, sugar that's how small it is and it seems insignificant but when you sow that seed the bible said that it turned into the biggest tree but birds um, um uh, perch on it um trees as we know they give off oxygen they help with uh, the, the environment, etc. So there's so many benefits and blessings that come from it. And it's the same with the kingdom of God. When we put God's kingdom and we put the things of him first, blessings flow from it. You'll be blessed by putting the things of God first. But there's always this um, battle between putting God's kingdom first or putting our own agenda first. And we're we'll going into some of that later on. So that was kind of like the, um, the initial part of the word. I said, and I also said, living the kingdom of lifestyle involves daily embracing and demonstrating that God comes first in your life. Uh, uh, and, and also being a recipient of the blessings that come from it. Um, another scripture that we looked at, which is very key, and many of you should know this, in Matthew 6.33. It says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added. This is Jesus again, encouraging every single one of us. Uh, as believers to seek his kingdom first that the priority should be in our lives that the kingdom of God the things of God that we should put them first and everything else in our lives that we have everything uh, about our lives that we do our agenda etc that God will make sure that all those things are blessed but the priority is that God wants us to seek his kingdom first now in the 21st century it's like can we really do that should we not be focusing on 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 ourselves you know we're in the middle of a pandemic should we not be focusing on you know making sure that we are protected from the pandemic that we you know we we, we do what we need to do and um, we keep ourselves healthy should those things not be first but God knew all these things were going to happen in the earth but it doesn't change what the word of God says seek first the kingdom of God God's kingdom always comes first another thing we looked at was that there needs to be the separation between how we live, a kingdom lifestyle um, in terms of putting God first compared to how we live when it comes to the world and the things around us. So people look at us and see us as children of God, the way that we live. And again, we're looking at the kingdom lifestyle, the lifestyle of a child of God, embracing God's kingdom. If someone looks at us, if somebody looks at you as, 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 a, as a child of God, as a Christian, they should be able to see a difference in your lifestyle because you are living for God's kingdom. You're putting him first, as opposed to those who do not have a relationship with God and with Jesus. And are just put in their own ways or their own things first. So there should be a clear distinction between children of God who live a kingdom lifestyle. And people who are not children of God or do not, do not believe in God or do just, you know, they may believe in him, but they don't have a relationship with him. But they don't, they're embracing the things of the world more than the kingdom of God. But there should be a difference in our lives and in your life. So I asked a question also when I preached. I said, what are the standards of a kingdom lifestyle? Where are we at risk of compromise? So where can we potentially compromise living a kingdom lifestyle? So we looked at a character in the Bible, Daniel, um, that most of us know. Um, Daniel, is many stories, you know, even if you um, didn't really go to church um, or you're, you're new to kind of Christianity, just generally speaking from maybe like from Sunday school or from cartoons and stuff like that, you will know, about Daniel and the lion's den and all these kind of things. Um, you know, this is, is a real uh, story in the Bible. and we'll, we'll look at that. But Daniel was a, a, a young man of God who had a heart to live for God. And he wanted to demonstrate living a kingdom lifestyle. He wanted to make sure that he put God first. And in the book of Daniel, um, in different chapters, but in chapter one to begin with, um, I explained that Daniel went through a situation where he was put in prison. Him and his um, other uh, colleagues that were also believers were put in prison. And they were restricted in certain ways. Um, And there were some tests that Daniel went through. One of them um, was in relation to um the the people that were in prison were told to eat a certain type of food. Now in those times there was a, a dietary uh kind of uh culture that if you were if you were a child of God or a Christian, you didn't eat certain types of food. This was in, in the Old Testament. Um and that distinguished us one of the ways that distinguished you between being a, a Christian or a child of God and, and and not being a child of God. But the prisoners including Daniel and his colleagues they were told that they had to eat this food they would die but because Daniel and his and his uh colleagues they were all committed to live in a kingdom lifestyle they refused to eat the food and they made an arrangement with the guards that they would give them uh vegetables instead um but they sacrificed or shall I say that they they potentially put their lives on the line but because they were so uh deliberate in seeking God's kingdom first and living a kingdom lifestyle God honored them through the king. And there were two other tests that Daniel uh, went through. I've got a time and I'll I'll, I'll just quickly summarize. There was another test where uh, the king uh, at the time, King Nebuchadnezzar made a decree. He built this image, this uh, golden image, and told everybody in the land that everybody must worship this image. But the people uh, that were um, part of uh, Nebuchadnezzar's um, um, Empire. They knew that Daniel would always pray to God and worship God. And they encouraged Nebuchadnezzar to make this uh, decree. But again, Daniel carried on worshipping his God. And he was caught worshipping his God, but he didn't compromise. The third and final test that he went through was that another king, King uh, Darius, made, made another decree saying that nobody should worship any God apart from him. So this king made himself a god in, in a sense and made such a law in the land that nobody should worship anybody else apart from him. Again, Daniel and his colleagues, they refused. The Bible says that the king made a, a, a part of his decree. He said if anybody refused to worship him, they'll be thrown into the lion's den. And this is where the story of the lion's den came from. And Daniel and his, and his crew were thrown into the lion's den. The Bible says... That because Daniel was was steadfast in seeking God's kingdom first, the Bible said that the Lord closed the mouths of the lions, made the lions tame. The lions did not touch them at all. The king went to the den, expecting to see Daniel's body ripped to shreds all over the place. But Daniel was just there, sleeping, resting. The Bible says that when the king eventually found out that um, his own people, were um, the ones that deceived him to make that decree because they knew that um, that Daniel wouldn't compromise. When he found out that those people, you know, that they, they duped him, they were thrown into the, the lion's den with their children and their, and their family. And the Bible said even before they even made their way into the den that the, the, the lions came and ripped them to shreds. So this is, the, this is an example of how, when we put God's kingdom first, God protects us. God keeps us, God honours us, and He will honour you as you put the things of God first, and you seek Him first. And that's the example that um, we are looking to follow. Okay, so that was a bit of a kind of a longish introduction. So I'm going to continue from there um, and uh, aim to conclude. So again, going back, looking at, at Daniel. Um, Daniel showed us really how to live a kingdom lifestyle in a world where there were so many opportunities to compromise when it comes to serving God. Compromise maybe in our actions, compromise in our thoughts, compromise in our hearts, in whatever way. But when it comes to our relationship with God, really there's no middle ground. The Bible says, or oh God Himself said, that you are before me or against me. So when you live the kingdom lifestyle or you embrace God's life, that you show that you're putting God first, you're showing that you are for God. That's what you're showing. When we decide to live our own life and do our own thing, and, you know, God, in a sense, put God on the shelf. We are showing that we're not, you know, putting God first or demonstrating the kingdom master. I want to encourage us in whatever we're doing to be deliberate in making sure that we're putting the things of God first. You now, the Bible uses the, the, the example of a tree and how we know a tree by its fruit. All trees at times look the same some of them they may built they make the, the, the trunk may be a bit different from others or the, the branches may be a bit different also by generally speaking we know a tree by the fruit it produces we know that it's an apple tree because apples are produced so when it comes to the kingdom of god and the kingdom lifestyle the way that we evidence that we are children of god again is by producing fruits through the life that we are living so we are showing in how we live that we are putting the things of god first and that is how we demonstrate as children of God that we are living a kingdom lifestyle without compromise so again looking at the example of Daniel he showed uh, three things that we need to ensure that we do not compromise with when it comes to the kingdom lifestyle the three things that he demonstrated that we shouldn't be compromising number one is our worship to God alone that should not be compromised Worship, another word for worship is worth You give your worth to God, only to God. We can honour man and we can, we can um, congratulate uh, man and those around us. But when it comes to worship, worship is only put aside for God. And that's the mistake that the, uh, the king made when it came to Daniel because he wanted worship to be received by him. And Daniel made it very clear that his worship is only to God. And the same with us. Anything in our lives where we may idolize or, you know, put something in place of God, and it could be anything. It could be your, it could be money. It could be your own family. It could be your job. It doesn't matter what it is, but anything that takes the place of God, where well, you're giving worth, you're giving honor, you're giving um, a form of worship to that thing. Only God should be there, and that's one thing we should never compromise. Our worship should be to God alone second thing that he demonstrated that we should have compromised on is our prayer life our prayer life is not, to become, is not to be compromised it really is a gift the ability to pray is a privilege that god has given to us to interact with god at any time you know in the old testament people have to go to a high priest and the priest have to pray on their behalf they have to go into a, a certain place in a holy place and that person will go and take their prayer request and present it to god since Jesus died on the cross, we don't have or we don't need a high priest anymore. We can come, the Bible said that we can come boldly before the throne of grace. You can come boldly before God at any time, anywhere where you are, in your, in your bedroom, in, on the toilet seat, doesn't matter where you are, when you're walking. You can commune with God and speak to Him, say, Lord, listen, this is what's happened in my life. I need your help. I need your, inter- I need your intervention. Help me. But we can, should never compromise when it comes to our prayer life. And I want to encourage you, especially this year, 2021. We're only three weeks in, but already so much has happened. You know, we've had people that have lost, lost loved ones. We've had uh, people that have been admitted to hospital, that different things have happened already. And it's only three weeks into this year. I encourage you, never compromise on your worship to God. Never compromise on your prayer life. And the third one that, that Daniel demonstrated is that our duty to obey God's instructions also should never be compromised when God gives you an instruction either through the Holy Spirit speaking to you about something or through his word you read his word and you see that God's word encourages you to do this or God's word tells you that you should keep away from this then we need to obey and we should never compromise when it comes to obeying the word of God You know, obedience saves, it saves lives. When you obey what God is saying to you, you're protected. And the Bible says that um, God himself, that he regards obedience better than sacrifice. At times God doesn't want you to sacrifice something as such. He wants you to obey his instructions. I encourage you, every time you get into God's word and you, you read and you spend time in God's word and you come across something that says that God maybe he doesn't like a certain thing. He doesn't like us. Maybe he um, talks about holiness. He wants us to be holy. He doesn't want, want us to be to be living a life where we're um, indulging in, in different forms of immorality. It could be sexual immorality, it could be watching things we shouldn't be watching, etc. These types of things that we read or that we um you know, maybe the Holy Spirit may just drop something within us. And and may you it let's say for example that you may just do something and you feel that mm, I shouldn't be doing this. At times, that's God's way of saying to you, yeah, that you should stop. So when you feel that or you receive that, you need to obey that prompting. So I encourage you that when it comes to these things, your worship to God, your prayer life, and your duty to obey, that you do not compromise on any of these things. I don't know what leads you. You know, I mentioned before about the whole dietary uh, aspect in the Old Testament that your diet uh, it was almost like a, a, a culture that demonstrated whether you were a child of God or not you know but today, under the New Testament uh, laws, um, it's your heart and your lifestyle really that distinguish your Christian life. It starts in your heart. the Bible says that you, if you confess with your mouth, if you say with your mouth, that Jesus is Lord, and you believe in your heart. That Jesus wrote from the dead, you shall be saved. So your heart condition, and also your actions, how you live, what you say, etc. Those things distinguish really um, somebody who is a child of God from somebody who isn't a child of God. So my, my encouragement to you is that within your heart you allow God to do a work in you, to call you to be so committed to putting the things of God first. It may seem as though. You're missing out because you put God first and maybe you haven't seen any benefits from it. In God's time, you will always see the benefit. There's nothing, there's no way in this planet that you can put God first and God will not honor you. So I encourage you, in whatever you're doing, be deliberate in putting God first and you'll see how you're you. And the example of Daniel that we looked at demonstrates how God honored and protected him throughout. You know, one of the things that motivated Daniel to put his life on the line in order to uh, um, honor God in the ways that we mentioned before is through his name. You know, the name of Daniel means God is my judge. You know, I remember biblically, any name that you're given, you take on the, the character And the meaning of that name becomes you as a person, you know, and as judge, talking about God here. God doesn't simply, you know, focus on punishing people who disobey him as such. But God is very deliberate to honor those and to reward those who show loyalty to his kingdom by putting his kingdom first. God will honor you, he will demonstrate rewarding you in different ways. So the kingdom of God is open to everyone who is truly desired to embrace it. And I encourage you to embrace putting God first. However, if you choose to embrace the kingdom of God and put God first, you have to remember that you become responsible for your lifestyle. So how you live and what you do, as you know, obviously it's in your hands. And how you live in the world around you is in your hands. And it's for you to ask God to demonstrate and to show you how to put God first in the circles where, within you live. You know, we, learn to, we must learn to recognize that Jesus as our King has to live his kingdom lifestyle, no matter what environment we're in. And very quickly, there's some, there's some truths I want to just mention with regards to God's kingdom and how we live them. The first one is that kingdom living is a lifestyle, which is, you know, I mentioned already. Living the kingdom of God is a lifestyle God wants us to live. The second one is kingdom living is a life commitment. In other words, it's not something that's temporary. It's not an emotional approach that we adopt. We don't do it just when we feel like it. But it is a life commitment, living the kingdom of God. Another truth is that kingdom living is birthed or it begins in the realm of the spirit and it's eventually evidenced in the natural. So in other words, your commitment to God in your spirit first is revealed in how we live in the natural. So how you've committed yourself to God in your heart will be shown in terms of how you live That's why the Bible goes on about our hearts, our heart condition, how we are before God. And I encourage you to really search your heart when it comes to the kingdom of God. Even during this whole preparation for this um, word, I've been, you know, asking God to really search my heart with regards to God's kingdom. I'm saying to myself, Lord, am I really, do I really have a desire to put your kingdom first? And I to be honest, in some areas I do and other areas I don't. And I encourage you to do the same, to recognize areas in your life where you know that you're not putting God's kingdom first. You're not putting the kingdom of God first. And just surrender them to God and say, God, you know, these areas, it could be your finances, it could be your job, it could be, um, I don't know, it could be a relationship with, with, with different ones. But you know that these things that you're not demonstrating putting God first, these things come first before God. As you give them to him, as you surrender them to him, as you ask him for his input and his help, he will surely help you, amen. So being united as well um, and at one with God and his kingdom is also very key in living the kingdom lifestyle of our compromise. It's very important to be united when it comes to the things of God. Let me read the scripture, Matthew uh, 12. Matthew chapter 12, reading from verse 22 to 26, very quickly it says this. Says, then there was brought to him, brought to Jesus, a demon-possessed man who was blind and dumb. And Jesus healed him so that the dumb man spoke and also saw. And all the multitudes were amazed and began to say, This man cannot be the son of David, can he? Verse 24. But when the Pharisees heard, so yeah, when the Pharisees heard, heard it, they said, This man, talking about Jesus, cast out demons. By bells the ruler of the demons in other words he's saying that jesus is only doing this because uh satan had empowered him that's what they were saying and in verse 25 and, and knowing their thoughts jesus said to them any kingdom divided against itself is it laid waste and any city or half divided against itself shall not stand so what is this what it is saying So the people knew that only Jesus—they knew only Jesus could do such a thing by healing this person that was not just uh, um, had like a a dumb spirit spirit that stopped him from speaking and from conversing. That's what they called it—a dumb spirit. Uh, But he was also blind. Jesus healed him. He was able to speak normally. He was able to hear. I mean, he's able to um, uh, to see. He was blind. But the Pharisees, the Bible said, they didn't want people to know the truth. They wanted to deceive uh, the power of God and, uh, that, that Jesus was showing. Now, verse 25, it so said, Jesus is telling the Pharisees and all the people that as long as they deny the truth and fight against it, that they will fail. But we're reminded here that unity, when it comes to the kingdom of God, is so important. You know, as a body of believers, when it comes to living a kingdom lifestyle without compromise. It's so important that we are united um, as his family. Um, And scripture said that just as Jesus said, any city you have divided against itself will not stand. It's important that we remain united in in honoring God as a church family, in ensuring that we are living the kingdom of God lifestyle. You know, if we look back in the Old Testament, um, there's a story in the book of Samuel um, about um, King Saul. Let's give a background. Saul um, was uh, king uh, in, a, in a particular nation and he was king before King David, David uh, as in David and Goliath. Um, and Saul had a good reputation with people. He was very respected, but the Bible said that he was quite selfish. In his ways, and he was more concerned with pleasing people than pleasing God. And in the end, he actually didn't follow God because God gave him instructions as king, and he decided and refused those instructions. In fact, the story goes on to say that because he refused instructions, he began to bring division between the people. And in the end, the nation that he was ruling over, half the people. Uh, decided to follow him and the other half of the people decided to follow David because David eventually took over from Saul as, as king so a whole of confusion took place And then when eventually Saul stepped down as king Saul's son took over as being king but because of the confusion that had taken place people decided to follow uh, Saul's son when he was king as opposed to following David that continued there to be division in the nation now why am i saying this it's important that when it comes again to god's kingdom that we as his children that we are deliberate in being united in advancing the kingdom of god there are many schools of thought when it comes to uh, christianity you know the, the type of way that we know christianity to be now in 2021 is very different from the way that the i guess the world sees Christianity, let's say, just 20 years ago or so. People believe certain things and they don't believe certain things. Certain things in the Bible are very clear as to what we should follow. And there are other things that may, may not be so clear. But what I'm saying is that when it comes to our relationship with God, We need to be united in how we serve God based on what the word of God says. The word of God never changes. You know, and I've said this before, that the world that we're living in now, so many things around us are going to change, or they're already changing. And it's important that we remain united in standing on God's word. The clarity of what God's word says. The Bible said that the flower withers and the grass falls, but the word of the Lord stands forever. God's word will never disappear. Things around us will disappear, definitely. But God's word will never disappear. And I encourage you that as we continue and as you continue to develop in the things of God, to be looking to stand on God's word. Let's be united in standing for what God's word says. And let's not compromise or try to sugarcoat God's word because society has changed things around us. You, know, you look at now the definition of marriage. Marriage has changed completely. The Bible never spoke about a man marrying a man or a woman marrying a woman, but this is what's happening in our society. But as a child of God, if we speak out against it or we say that this is what the Bible says and we're not going to follow anything outside of it, you know what will happen? Fingers will be pointed at you. You could lose your job. Um, your name will be tarnished because, as far as the world is concerned, you're communicating division. You're communicating hatred, etc. And that's not what the word of God says. So when it comes to living the kinder lifestyle of our compromise, we have to be united in standing on God's word. I'm talking to you as part of the body of Christ that we are all part of God's body. And I encourage you to stand on God's word in whatever situation that you find yourself in. To look at the time and recognize that we've got much time left. So I just want to say a few things and I want, I want to spend... Just a moment, pray. Look at an example quickly from the Apostle Paul. I'm going to read from Colossians chapter 1, verse 9 to 12, it says this. For this reason also, the day we heard of you, of it by your faith, we have not ceased to pray for you, and to ask you that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will, in all spiritual wisdom and understanding, so that you may walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, to please him in all aspects, bearing fruit in every good work, and increasing in knowledge of God, strengthened with all power according to his glory, might, for, for the attaining of all steadfastness of, the patient, of and patience, and joyously giving thanks to, to the Father, who has qualified us to share in the, in the inheritance of saints in light it's very quickly so this scripture reminds us that god has a desire for everybody to grow you know verse 9 says the impossible so that we have ceased we have not ceased to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding so that you may walk in a manner worthy of the lord bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of god god wants, god wants us to increase in knowledge of him. And as we increase in his knowledge, you increase in a desire to live the kingdom lifestyle. But the scripture also reminds us that we are seek we are to seek to grow in our knowledge of God. And I want to encourage you to have a desire when you're praying to say, Lord, give me an increase in a desire to know you, to spend time with you. Because when you grow in knowledge of God, You grow in knowledge of God's will. And it's so important in this season that whatever we are doing, that we are doing it in line with God's will. The last thing that anybody would want to do right now is to be doing something with the child of God and it's outside of God's will. Because it is a complete waste, number one. And also the end result of it will be one that you will regret. I encourage you that when you're praying to say, Lord, show me your will. Spend time in God's presence. Speak to the Lord concerning your life the things that you are looking to do and accomplish this year ask the lord lord is it is this in line with your will speak to me in a way that i understand that's the prayer that i pray god will speak to you in a way that you understand it could be you, you you could understand him speaking to you through his word directly or in a dream or you know you may get somebody to come and just say to you this is what i feel god is saying to you but pray say, Lord, speak to me in a way that I understand so that all that I am doing is in line with your will so that I am living a kingdom lifestyle, putting you first without compromise. Find this one scripture I want to read before, before I conclude. It's Matthew 7, 24 to 27. It says this. It says, everyone, everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, but it did not fall, because it has been founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them is like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat against the house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. The scripture is very uh, clear and it tells us that there is a blessing and protection that comes when you live a kingdom lifestyle. You lay a foundation. You lay a foundation that's a rock. And when life challenges come and try to beat against you in your life, because the foundation of God is there, you stand firm. But if your lifestyle is instead focused on things that are not putting God or his kingdom first. The Bible makes it clear that the foundation you lay will be like sand. And when life challenges come, at the end of it it says um, that it will fall and great was the fall. My prayer is that you will not receive any negative fall. That as you put God first, that you embrace the kingdom of God, that you will be, having, you'll be like the rock you have the rock on the salvation of the things of god and as life changes come you will stand firm because you are putting the kingdom of god and his lifestyle first God of time i'm going to end here i want i want us to very quickly pray i want to pray for those you may be here you want to and, um you may want to make a fresh commitment to god to live in a kingdom lifestyle without compromise if that's you just join me as i pray uh, just lift your hands. Father, I just want to bring before you those of you who want to make a fresh commitment to you this morning in living a kingdom lifestyle without compromise, putting you and the things of you first. Lord God, I pray that Lord of these ones that come before you this morning, that Lord, that you will touch them in their hearts, give them a fresh desire, oh God, to surrender all to you once again, to evidence you being first and foremost in our lives. I pray, O oh God, for your forgiveness also, where we have put other things ahead of you. Father, forgive us. Father, help us from this moment, O oh God, to make a fresh commitment to put you and your kingdom first and to live a lifestyle as a child of God, without compromise, in the name of Jesus. I also pray, O oh God, for your forgiveness, as I said before, for those of us, Lord, who have who recognize we have put other things before you. Lord, show mercy towards us. Forgive us and help us from this moment onwards, oh God, to put you first in what we are doing. We thank you and we pray this.